Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Welcome back to part two of our sit down with Rachel. You could tell it if you haven't heard part one, check it out. It aired yesterday. We talk all about Rachel and Tiger Woods and her own story, really. This part two is going to make so much more sense if you listen to that. Now we're about to get into it because I see a lot of similarities between Rachel and Raquel Levis, and I'm going to go there. So, yep, that's how we're opening today, guys. Part one aired yesterday. Welcome back to part two, and it continues right now but you know so we talked about like this mom mentality and why people jump on the bandwagon and you know you said why is joy behar calling you a hooker when no one's saying this against tiger now we have the scandal vanderpump rules Mm. i mean does that resonate with you i mean it's a different story but the whole world i mean i literally i say this i don't understand it was forget about vanity fair that was it was on the cover of the new york times or was in the new york times an entire article on vanderpump rules and scandal new york times yeah i mean it seems well I guess it doesn't seem crazy because everyone's talking about it. Only we don't understand. I mean, you do because you're in reality TV and you cover it. I don't watch the show. I mean, I have now to try and understand it. Well, I'm, I'm curious. Was it a high rated show before this? Were people watching this? It, the first, I say the first seven seasons were, I think, the best TV show on Bravo that has ever existed in the history of Bravo because it was – so incestuous, not with these people, just everyone, everyone. I mean, we had someone named Jax, and he was dating this woman named Stasi, and he cheated on Stasi with this woman, Kristen, who was his best friend, Tom's, the same Tom. It was his girlfriend, and Kristen was best friends with Stasi. So it's like so this group. So this is not it was new real. to this group. Cheating is not new to this group. Um, no. Okay, they all so cheat. this is what I'm not understanding. I mean, it's really crazy that everybody seems to be cheating and they all work in a bar, right? In a restaurant? Not okay. anymore, but yes, there's a new restaurants now. They've, you know, you're on reality TV for 10 years, you have a few dollars, you stop waiting tables, imagine that. Okay, well, they own a restaurant yes. now. Same thing. I mean, it's like, you know, but. Okay, so they're in reality TV. Their lives are in reality TV. In Los Angeles, California. If they're going to cheat, it's going to be found out also. I mean, it's a little nuts that, I mean, it's not like, 
it's I'm just shocked that at the level of like anger that people have, which to me, it's everyone else is being triggered in their own life and just jumping on the bandwagon to get so angry. And the level of abuse that this girl Raquel is taking, I think is absurd. I think it's crazy. And yeah, like, again, Okay, so of course they shouldn't have cheated. I'm not condoning anything that happened. I'm not on her side per se. But I don't think the level of the anger that I've seen shot at her is okay at all. Like, why aren't they mad at Tom too? I mean, I know that people are, but the way that the girls, first of all, I watched a couple episodes or not even a couple. I watched one before of the show and it hasn't even gotten to the point where they know that they're cheating yet. The girls are so mean to that girl. The girls, I don't even know their names. Some of them. I Lala, know Lala, Katie, obviously. Um, Sheena. Oh, okay. I know Sheena. Yes. They are so mean to her already. It's like a bullies, mean girls club already to this girl. So that doesn't seem normal at all. And I don't think that the, is it Adriana? I'm sorry. What? Ariana. Ariana. And it didn't seem like. I had to think there for a second. I'm like, wait, what? And it didn't even seem like Ariana and Tom, it seemed like they're more of a friendship. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, that's what it struck me as. Now, again, not that that makes it okay that he's cheating in any respect at all, but this girl does not, Raquel does not deserve to get punched in the face. It doesn't mean that people should be screaming, you know, like, go after her. You know, Lala, the way she's screaming at everybody to attack her. I mean, I think that's really absurd. I really do. Send it to Daryl, man. Um, You do, right? Yeah. But also, what I think is crazy, their show is now number one. And it's giving them all sorts of opportunities now that they wouldn't have gotten before. Um, Adriana? Ariana. Ariana. Ariana is now, I read, uh, in a Lifetime movie. Good for her. Great. Best breakup she's ever had. Who gives a shit? She probably was just friends with this guy. I'm sure she's brokenhearted like all all of us would be in a relationship. I just interviewed a guy on relationships and what's misunderstood. Sometimes relationships last way too long and you should have got out of them a long time ago. This probably was the best thing that ever happened to her because now she has all this support from all these people and now she's going to be an actress and now it's catapulting her to all these things that she should have been doing already and should have gotten out, out of this relationship. Raquel, her paycheck will probably go up. She's seen, I mean, hasn't anyone seen Dallas? You need a villain. You need a hero. You need all these people. You know, J.R. Ewing? Yeah. If, I love a Dallas reference, guys. Yeah. If Raquel plays this the right way, she can also become a movie star if she wanted to. I mean, she's a beautiful girl. But no one should be taking this seriously enough that they should hate her. I mean, this is crazy. Tom obviously said things to her to make it okay. And, I mean, this is nuts. Like, everyone needs to calm down. <laughs> I don't disagree with any of that. I mean, look, yeah. I mean, I think people are so outraged because she was apparently acting like she was such a great friend to Ariana. Okay, that's fair. Totally. Well, I, mean, I think that's – but I do agree with you. Look, this is – I've said this before. This is the literal best thing that has happened to everybody involved, including Ariana. I mean – I didn't realize Ariana was an actress. Well, apparently she's <laughs> going to be in a Lifetime movie. I would like to say it here right now. I want everyone to focus right now on this statement. I mean, nobody from Vanderpump Rules could ever be on a major ABC show. Lisa Vanderpump could. I think, what about Ariana for The Bachelorette? 
Don't put – this is on the New York Times. I'm predicting that The Bachelorette is going to be Ariana. Why, really, why not Raquel? She's too well, – she's too much of a villain? I think she's too much of a villain for ABC, and I think she's still with Tom. They're still trying to figure it out, girl. Okay. I think – I mean, Ariana, the other night someone posted on Instagram, she walked into a bar. I think Vanderpump Rules was showing. Mm-hmm. And people were like, literally, Ariana, Ariana. She started crying. Girl, this is literally the best thing that's ever happened to you, right? First of all, it's saving you 10 years, 20 years of more of this bullshit. Yeah. And look, I mean, there's no, there's no, the Bachelorette on ABC with 5 million people watching versus Vanderpump Rules with 800,000. They're not saying who, who on Bravo could come and be our Bachelorette. Will never happen. I wouldn't be shocked if she was the Bachelorette. And if she's not the Bachelorette, Dancing with the Stars. Oh, I am for pre- sure. I am predicting this oh, for right sure. now. But it's so predictable. It's almost boring. Do you know what I mean? It's almost boring, but she will have... I mean, imagine her on the Bachelorette with... Here are 25 gentlemen that are here. Nice guys. Nice that guys. That want to pick her up off the ground yeah. and make her feel loved. I get it. Yeah. Uh, you, Rachel, you heard it here first. I did. And when this happens, I told you so. No, I don't have any inside information. I see this. Yes. And I at least see Dancing with the Stars. Nobody from Banner Pimples could ever walk into the ballroom of Dancing with the Stars. Mm. There's no invitation. Lisa, sure. Even Housewives. They only take Kenya. Teresa, they take major housewives. Erica Jane, like Lisa Ritt. Like, you have to be really A-list housewife. You yeah. can't just be like Jennifer Aiden from New Jersey. I know you don't know who that is and say, I want to go on dancing. It's not going right. to happen. This is ABC, guys. This is the big time. Right. She doesn't get the bachelorette. I'm telling you, she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. You get money to walk in on the first day. You get more money the longer you stay. Yeah. Forget about the traders and and Well, they asked me to brother. do it years ago. I think Excuse it's favorite nations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to do Dancing with the Stars, honey? Well, I did at the time, but it was breaking my NDA. You can't even go on that? Mm-hmm. You don't have to talk about it? No. Well, can you call someone at ABC? I mean, that's a good gig. Now girl. I can, but now they don't want me, but yeah. Oh, man. Maybe if my podcast does really so, well. <laughs> that's, like a, that's, that's a good gig, honestly. That's like, that's celebrity. I'd like to be on The ba- on the Bachelor. You know what I want to be on? <laughs> Wait, I want to be on Love is Blind. You do. Yeah, I think that they should do an over 40 divorced episode of Love is Blind because uh-huh. we still need to find love. What's wrong with us? I mean, do you know that there's like some sort of um, saying or whatever that like it's harder to find love after 40 and like get remarried than it is to like get kidnapped by terrorists or something? I mean, it's really true. Are you serious? Yes. Well, this is why I don't try. <laughs> I mean, honey, I'm not sitting home staring at the four walls. I mean, I get around, but love is another thing. Yeah. I make no effort to go on dates. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would like to. Sometimes, listen, these listeners slip into the DMs, Mm. and sometimes they're cute. And then I respond. Like, I literally, that's my dating circle. I date listeners. It just is what it is. I work 24-7. What do do you want me to do? Oh, When you and I go out at night, I'm focused on you. The other night, I focused. I wasn't looking around. No, but you were looking at your phone. You got to always look at the phone, Rachel. There's always (laughs) something going on. Well, my DM's open, too. Yeah, like slip into Rachel's DM. You would be good on on these shows. I know I would. Dancing with the Stars, man. Now that alone would piss me off for an NDA. Like that, I would be like, I got to go on this show. Yeah. That's, that's real, man. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. I and know. you would do good at it. You would dance. keeps you in shape. I know. 
What? So, I mean, but even so, like, Ariana's jilted. People hate Raquel. Eh, some people hate Tom, but it's not. I mean, is there this misogyny? Like, to your point, like with you and Tiger, like, he was married. I really personally, I'm going to get a lot of hate for saying this. I'll admit it. As important it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority, and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water, and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all-in-one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes, and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Honey Love, you guys know how I feel about Honey Love, but it's because I've got Honey Love Shaper and I've sent it to all of our regular co-hosts, Kim D, Rachel, you could tell, Sarah Fraser, I could keep going and they all love it. So why wouldn't I love it? If my girls are happy, I'm happy, right? But Honey Love really is the best shaper. I mean, it's wedding season, it's the summer. If you have an event coming up, you have to go to Honey Love. Their best-selling item is the Superpower Short. The Superpower Short from Honey Love has targeted compression technology that helps you distinguish between the areas you want more support and the areas where you need less compression. Brilliant, right? Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body. There's also a booty lifter, but it doesn't stop there. Listen, Honey Love is more than just shapewear and sculptwear. They have incredibly comfortable bras, tanks, leggings. Treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com velvet. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash velvet. When you are single, like I've been with plenty of married men. I mean, I have. I haven't dated them long term. Are they straight or gay? Well, plenty of them have wives. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah, for real. I mean, we're not like dating and like, but I've been with people that have a wedding ring on and I'll be like, do you have a husband or a wife? And they'll be like a wife. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's even worse. It's worse. It's mm. worse. I mean, people can call me a homewrecker now. Joy Bayer can call me a hooker. <laughs> but and my whole thing is like, if you are the single one, I don't. So why is Raquel getting so much hate? Tom is getting some, but like, right? Like, is is this misogyny? Like, why are you getting it all? Why not Tiger? Why? Why? It's a similar. Why do people come well, after the woman? They're always looking for a monster in the situation. I think, and they always want someone to blame. And I, and it always tends to be the woman. I, I think that it's completely unfair. I really do. I don't know I why do. it's going more towards the man or for people to look at the situation. And by the way, it's so much speculation. I mean, the issue is between the three of them. It really is nobody else's business. The people that are commenting with such hate instead of support for everybody is 
you know, people that are really triggered by their own issues. And if you listen to people talk in a really negative, nasty way, you should really take a minute and stop them and be like, whoa, what's going on with you in your life that you have such a nasty thing to say about Raquel? Tom or Ariana, Adriana. Ariana. <laughs> so Ariana, sorry, I, I it's support okay. you so much. Also, but I any of them because I've even seen hate for her too because they're like, well, she couldn't keep her man. Blah blah blah. Um, you know, the other thing I'm going to say about that is, and people might hate me for saying this, but no one should be dating somebody for nine years and not marrying them. In my personal opinion, I mean, if no, if you guys are not getting Same. married after a couple years. Five, six, seven, eight, maybe, and be that age. Eight years is your cutoff. Maybe huh? reevaluate. No, three is my cutoff. But then maybe reevaluate why you're with someone, especially at that age. You're losing precious time. Like if that's not your person, move on. Like if you guys haven't figured it out by then, I, I, I think that there's something like there's a conversation to have. But like if you guys haven't made a commitment by that amount of time, I mean, if you're someone who wants to get married, I mean, there are people that marriage is not a thing for them. But me. Oh, you don't want to get married. I would be with someone for the rest of my life. Sure. I don't believe in marriage. Okay. But for me. Uh, okay. But my same, parents same were thing. Divorced. Like there's so much divorce in life. Look at Hollywood. Look what happens. I just think I don't care how much in love you are. I mean, I would marry someone if they had like millions and millions of dollars <laughs> and then I would want the money. Sure. Oh, At least God. I'm being honest. Guys. Okay. But you, but it's the same level of commitment. You wouldn't go cheating on them. No, not if I was like in a committed adult relationship right. where I was okay. in love, if I'm capable of that, which I'm not sure I am. Okay. Well, that's what I'm talking <laughs> that's about. That's a whole nother podcast, but people. That, but that's the thing. They were in a relationship for eight yes. or nine years and nine weren't years. capable of being in a committed relationship. Same thing. They weren't able to be in a committed relationship of marriage or monogamy. So that's a problem, you know? Um, I don't I don't believe in that. Like I, I do believe in monogamy. Contrary to popular belief, I believe in um, that. I believe in marriage. I want to be married. I I, I want desperately to find the you know the one or someone that I could share my life with. I want a witness to my life. I want someone to be with and share everything with. So that is important to me. I would like that too. I just don't want the legal. That's fine. I I would never, ever share a bank account with someone. I think that's really weird. Again, unless they had millions of dollars, then I would keep my money separate and then I could share it. And I think it's just – I think it's weird. It's just as easy to fall in love with a poor person as it is with a rich person. So you could just aim for the rich ones. Sure. No, but normally (laughs) I don't – I date broke normally. It's just that's how it works. Well, maybe that's because those are the people sliding into your DMs. They're, but they're sweet. There's something sweet about Oh, someone. that's true. They're humble. Yeah. A lot yeah. of the rich ones are assholes. assholes. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about controlling. Yeah. Do you want – would you take Raquel, Ariana, Tom? Would you like them on your podcast? Of course. Why not? I want to hear all of their stories. They have good stories. No, I mean, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I agree. You know, listen, like someone was telling me that. I, I identify mean, with Raquel, obviously. Sorry to interrupt you. More because everyone, the whole world is uh, is against her. So not that I am giving her any leeway because I'm not condoning what she did. I know that people are going to be like, oh, you, you know, you are forgiving her for being the mistress. I'm not at all. But I know what she's going through because everyone is shitting on her because she's the mistress. And I know how hard that is to get through that moment. She could be in a really dark place. I mean, people 
not for anything. People have like killed themselves over um, people on social media and people in the media being so aggressive and like threatening them and acting like they are not going to forgive them. That can send you into a really dark place, people. And like, I, I don't know what kind of mental health she is in or stability she's in in her life. But if you have someone that's not a strong person to begin with or doesn't have any foundation, that can send them into a very dark place that is very dangerous. And so I'm glad, you know, it it sounds like she's still with Tom. So she sounds like she does have someone. But, you know, God forbid she goes into a dark place and feels alone that it's not right. You know, I I don't believe in being awful to people um, just because I know what it's like. I don't talk badly about people. Um, I've seen what it's like on the other side. So you will never get from me. I'm not one of those people that talks bad or doesn't listen to everybody's side. If you hear me talking bad about somebody, it's because I absolutely know the core of that person and there's a reason for me not liking them. This is why we're friends. (laughs) I'm the same way. I'm 100% the same way. I listen when someone comes on my podcast, they sit in front of me, we do a Zoom, I stare. There's plenty of people that have been on this podcast that I don't like, but I judge that based on a one on one interaction, Mm. not, and there's nothing on the TV, nothing you can do, whatever you're reading about this person, I don't believe any of it. Literally, I don't. I don't judge. I don't want, I mean, I read it, but I don't want to know. I don't care. It's more like, how are you as a person to me? And then even if you're a horrible person to everyone else, I don't really, it's not that I don't care, but I still will sing your praises because you were wonderful to me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I believe too, if you are hating on people so intensely, it's you. If that's this is why when I get hate online and all that, it does not bother me. It's like, I'm sorry you're having a bad day. There's something about me which is triggering this. And so- it's just some it's jealousy. I'm sorry. It's it's you it's not even jealousy. It's jealousy and insecurity. There's something about me or you or Raquel or whoever that is causing you to feel bad about yourself. That is what it is, period. Somebody recently gave me some really good advice that when you're getting all this hate online, um, you should actually kind of laugh it off and see it as, they call it their fan club, right? And they should be like, oh, all these people are spending all this time thinking about me. I'm not thinking about you at all. So it it actually makes me feel good that I'm invading all of their space in their mind. You're living rent-free in their mind, 100%. Yeah, living rent-free in their mind, and they have so much energy to put into me. So that actually makes me feel better. And they're, you know, spending so much energy, you know, being so angry that – and I'm not spending any energy on it. So it makes you laugh that they have, you know, so much hatred. So you, if you can really think about it in terms of that, that these people just are your fan club let, and instead of haters, then it should make you feel better. That's And most of my is positive, but I feel I say that all the time, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But it's I like, think it's hard for people in social media because there could be 100 nice things said and then two things that are bad and you don't even see the nice things because people get so upset about the mean things. And I, th- I think really that people should learn how to brush those mean things off. Brush them off. And by the way, this is the wrong business for you. Anything in the public eye, you should probably find another profession if you can't handle the two mean comments. I yeah. mean, people can, but just – that's my advice too. Yeah. Before we move on from the scandal, any advice you would give to Raquel? 
Oh, gosh. Any advice? Um, I mean, I think she's hanging in there pretty well. I mean, she's gotten through it so far, and it seems like it's almost over. I mean, my advice, quite frankly, would be um, to not um, listen to too many outsiders about what she should do and really uh, follow her gut and stick with what's true. Like sometimes people get too many outside perspectives of like, here's what a PR company says. Here's what a lawyer says. Here's what will make me look good in the press. Be true to yourself and and be transparent about who you are because that is the most authentic and, um, and people will end up liking you better. Because if you do all these weird things and put out all these statements, it seems too forced. And also for her credibility, I'd like to see – Quite frankly, if her and Tom stay together, it would be more credible for the scenario. I mean, it would seem like this really sucks if it ends up that they break up after all this. So if I was a crisis management PR person, I would say to them, it will look much better for you. If you guys really are in love, go for it. Or if if you're figuring it out, whatever, the best route would be to stick together and continue to work it out together, even though you're getting a lot of hate, don't let it break you up because it creates credibility for the two of you. Like you had to do this to be together and continue on as a team, a tight team, and don't let anyone break you up. Because I think that would, um, you know, I think that makes them go forward with a lot more credibility in this than seeming like it was a fling and um, they did it for naught. I agree with that. Well, like when the thing that stuck out to me is Jerry O'Connell when he was on Watch What Happens Live, he said, "Lex," and he's like, "Rebecca Romaine is my Raquel." He's like, "I was with someone else, and so was she." Wow. Yeah. See. Sometimes that's how you find your one. And here we are, and that's wait. Why he was dating? I don't know. I don't know if it was both of them, but I mean, I think it was both of them. He cheated with someone. I well, he. I said, kind right, of remember you that. Do. He said right there. He said. He said, "Listen, I I don't know if I can comment on this." He said, "Rebecca is my Raquel." Right. And that's a hundred percent what he meant. I mean, I think he elaborated. He's. I don't know if she was with someone at the same time. I, yeah. Um, I think they were both with someone, but I mean, wasn't she with John Stamos? But I don't think when he met Jerry, Jerry always runs I think into she John Stamos. Was and Caleb, I think oh, she really? was married to him. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. But they both, and here we are, and they're in love. They are of course. in love. Well, they're, are, don't they have kids? Yeah. But I mean, Hollywood, man, Listen, this is, that's not, that's love, not easy. But Kurt, finding Kurt love in Goldie, Hollywood. It's hard. Yeah. Her, her um, finding love in Hollywood is, you know, hard. So if you find it, you find it. And listen, this isn't to say they're in love or whatever, but you look for it and you try when you when you can. So there you go. That's a God when, bless them. When Jerry says that, you're like, huh. Yeah. I mean, that you don't know. I don't really see the love between Raquel and Tom at the moment, but I don't know. It, this could be it. This could really be it. They say he's a narcissist. They say she looks up to him like a puppy dog. That could still work. Okay. I mean, that, that could work, though. I think she needs to get out of her shell and stop acting like she doesn't have a character role. She doesn't seem to have a role. Well, there's also a lot of people. I mean, I've talked about this here, too. Like, Wounded Bird or, like, Maniacal Genius. Well, I don't think there's either. I don't think there's either one. I just don't think she has a character. She she seems not to have a role because all those girls are so mean and have a personality. And she doesn't really have 
a role yet. Maybe they should have a spinoff. She's listen. She's talking to TMZ on the street, giving it all. She's all she's, by herself, getting her nails done. She was so I mean, sad. And then it's like, honey, like I'll be your friend. Bra- I mean, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be friends with Raquel Levis. So like sad. Raquel Levis, guess what? The the door is open for. Yeah. The, I mean, I'll even throw her a dollar or two to come on the podcast here. <laughs> She's one I would give a few dollars to. A few. Okay. Not no $50,000, honey. I don't think she needs any money right now. We're not giving uh, 20000 We're not giving 10000 I mean, that's – I've heard that story. Someone else wanted like $50,000. I forgot. Who? I don't know. Meghan Markle's father? Oh, oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he wants a lot of money. I'm sure. There's people, there's people that have wanted money and I've said no and then I get them later on. Like yeah. when they have something to promote. Right. Yeah. Well, when they when no one will pay them the money and they just right. want to come on like, and they want the fame. We don't, first of all, we're backed up for six months. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. I could record no more episodes for six months. That's how many things I have sitting here. Sorry, everyone, when something comes out and you say it's not timely, that's why. Um. Well, I mean, we talked about for a little bit like how this follows you wherever you go sometimes. This is what people want to talk to you about. Before we move on to something else, I want to talk to you about oh your Wendy. I want to talk to you about your Wendy Williams interview. Okay. Like it was two years ago. Mm. Wendy's going through something now. She would be a great uh, guest on my podcast too. Misunderstood. She would be – you would get – Huge ratings. Someone once said to me, like only a few months ago, like, do you want this one? Do you want that one? Do you want Wendy? I'm like, let me think about that. Yeah, um, I think I'll take Wendy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but before you make that call or reach out to whatever people she still has, I'm promising you, Wendy Williams is not coming on behind the velvet <laughs> rope. I would like her. Like, you just got to know people that are not going to do this podcast. I can guarantee Wendy Williams will not be coming on yeah. this podcast. I would love her. Okay. But you were on Wendy like two years ago when you were last here mm. and she – I don't know. I mean I watched it. We talked about it last time you were here. Yeah. She was rude to you or – She was and was she it, got Did a you lot tell of... her like you told me don't mention Tiger? Now yeah. I did. I said Rachel girl settled as, – as I'm walking over here this morning, you're like let's not talk about Tiger. I'm like girl, it's 20 minutes and the train's left the station. <laughs> we have to mention this. Sorry. How do we get to a misunderstood with Rachel well, You Can Tell podcast without talking about the reason you are misunderstood? I was – okay. So I was – asked to be on Wendy Williams because Wendy Williams wanted me she asked me to come on I'm sure because she found out that I was the spokesman for seeking arrangement and she wanted a membership she was single and she wanted to be brought onto the site and she wanted a date as a sugar mama because that's how it is yeah one has money and one or a sugar baby actually she wanted to know the difference so she asked me to come on as on a segment so her staff was really nice to me. So we go on and it's like a 10-minute segment where for the first seven and a half minutes, eight minutes, she just rails on me about being a mistress. It was so awkward. And I was just like, what? This was 10 years ago or 12 years ago. Like, why are we still talking about this? And you could tell it was her issue because I think her husband cheated on her or something. Yeah. So anyways, and then the last two minutes, she talked about seeking arrangements. So it was almost like she didn't – it seemed like she didn't prepare. She didn't know what to say. It was very awkward. And um, anyway, so she got a lot of backlash for it, actually. And people uh, – the press 
over and over, I saw a lot of comments about like, you know, how awkward it was to watch and how well I handled myself. Thank God. I mean, it was really nice that people wrote that, but that how she owed me an apology. So, I mean, it was really awkward. <laughs> yeah, it seems awkward. I remember watching it. Yeah. You held your own. So do you think Wendy owes you an apology? Well, yeah, among some others. But yeah, I mean, no, it was just a stupid way for her to handle herself. I mean, it was just really bizarre. Again, another woman in a position of power coming on to like attack someone for being the other woman I thought was incredibly wrong. And in a scenario that happened, you know, over a decade before. It seemed totally bizarre to me. I'm like, why are we speaking about this? So I'm when, not even here to talk about that. So Wendy and Joy Behar owe you an apology. Yeah, let's let's go down the list. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, hey, maybe after this podcast comes out, you'll hear from Joy Behar. I don't know if you'll hear from Wendy. She mm. was. They can have me as a guest host on the View. <laughs> that would well, that's better than an apology, dear. Yeah, that would that would put your aren't podcast. they constantly circulating people on The View Maybe for guest Maybe you should be a co-host on The View. Who, who are they knocking off soon? I don't know. I haven't watched The View in like a I know. They haven't gotten I watched with like Eliz- Elizabeth Hasselbeck back in the I day. I know. They, well, because they haven't gotten good hosts in a long time. I, I just think. was like from Survivor to a host. Girl, you won. How did that happen? I don't know. But that's that's how you play the game. Mm. That is how you play the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, after a few years, that's got to be a ton of money. To co-host The View and show off. It and- is very interesting how people get hosting gigs. I mean, remember the woman whose husband died from COVID and now she hosts The Talk? Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. She's on The Talk now? Yeah. Wow. Um, oh, she wow. wrote a book about oh. it. I'm forgetting What do you mean? Name. Like her husband was the first one to die from it? Or? No, she was an actor uh, or is he was an he actor. Was a Broadway? Yes. Oh, that's her? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not a bad gig. No, that's what I'm saying. Wow. It, um it's a great gig. That's what I'm saying. But you're I saying a woman to... went from Survivor and then – This is – I can't believe I'm blanking on her name, but – You get on a plane and you move to L.A. when you get that offer. Yeah. I'd like to – I mean, I'm available to co-host the talk, the view, <laughs> anything like that anyone wants to that's, – that's a good gig. I know. I guess they always are looking for people with different perspectives. That's I have someone coming up from the, t- from the view, past host, and she's like, you have no idea though. Like the hate – She's like every day because you're giving your opinion. I mean, I give my opinion here and people want to like string me up by like <laughs> my arms. But she's like you every day. You have to be really? ready for it. You have to tune it out. She's like every day your social will be like just mm-hmm. opinion on everything, not even COVID or anything controversial. She's like whatever it is, there'll be 100,000 people. I like the woman, um, the Spanish woman who used to be on um, the view? on on CNN. I don't even know who that oh, is. Oh, she I like her. She's great. I just don't watch the view. Well, I mean, look, the scandal will die down. Things died down mm-hmm. for you. And you're like, I mean, this will die down and you know, you want speaking of seeking arrangement and said you before you said you wanted a man, like what is going on with you? Is this a two part episode? This, it, this is, is okay, like... this is I'm watching the time. This is probably this is everyone that's listening to this. This is the second part episode. Don't worry, we're gonna finish very soon. <laughs> What's your – I mean, what's going on? Who are you dating? What do you do? How's how's Rachel Yucatel's love life? Um, I told you there were different parts of this chat, honey. Okay. Um, 
You've made your way downtown to the studio. We got to cover it all, babes. Yeah. Um, you know, I am looking for a witness to my life is how I'll answer that. I really Such a am. a good way to put it. Yeah, but it's true. I mean, I am looking for someone who wants to be my catcher, who I've gotten myself through so many huge things in my life. September 11th, big, huge scandals, having a child and getting through 10 years of my life as a single mom. I'm now moving to Florida with her and she's starting school there. And I'm, you know, my ex-husband and I have had a really awful time in the past, custody battles, this, that, and the other thing. We finally got into a place where he's letting me, you know, uh, take her and have custody of her in Florida. And he's staying here. He's getting remarried. We're finally at a place where we're good. Um, but it has not been easy. So I... Um, you know, I would like a man who's stronger than me, who's smarter than me, who could get through all that stuff, <sighs> who could juggle. It's and hard. I'm the man and the woman in my life. I have a lot of male energy and I need a man who uh, can have more of that male energy than me, but not be an asshole and be, you know, into family and be, you know, I have two dogs and a 10 year old, almost 11 and be into us and be into this family and I don't know where to find that um you know at this age I'm not 25 you know I'm 48 so if you know of anyone um let me think listen mm -hmm. this is and another... I've met some amazing people I you know uh I definitely am with uh people all the time that always are trying to set me up and I you know, have someone that is long distance right now who's amazing that I care for a lot. But, um, you know, it's hard to make long distance work when you really want to make a relationship work. So uh, anyways, I don't know. This is why we're friends also. I need, I'm the same. I am the man. I am the woman. Mm. I find when I meet people, I mean, this is said with no ego. Mm. It's just you got to – I need a little big dick energy myself because yeah. I will steamroll over you if you're not a strong person. I will literally destroy you. And I mean that's not a good thing. I no. wish I was a simple person living in a simple no, like, life. No, you don't. No, I, but you just I, wish I, I you don't. had somebody to complete you. And I don't, but there are people that are like live in like a smaller town and they have wonderful – people listening to this, they have wonderful husbands and children and they really are happy with their lives. Now, I, I don't wish that for me because that's not my life, but sometimes don't you ever just wish you were just a simple person? And yeah. I, this is not insulting anyone. No, I, the I know jokes what you mean. on The joke's on us. Yeah, I know. Because these people are How happy. How do they make it happen? I, I don't know. No they're idea. very, they're happy. And so this is not it with an ego. It's actually the opposite. I know. It's like they're lovely people that yeah. are like, I'm going to work today and I'm going to see my husband for dinner. We're going to cook this. And that's enough. I wish there are times where I'm like, I just, I that's not me. Mm -hmm. But I sometimes wish it was. I know. Because you totally wouldn't know it. any better and your life would be so full. Right. Guys, needing a lot is not, there's no, right? That's not said with an ego. It's just more like the opposite. Yeah. I, there's That's why we are in New York. Yeah. I mean, just. You know, so that's what you want. But I get it. I, I'd like some big dick energy. I need someone to like be like, this is what we're doing. Show up here. And your shit that you're starting over here, kid, I'm not putting up with that. So mm -hmm. get your shit together or yeah. get out. Like that. that's what I need. I need someone to be like, no, this is not how a relationship works. Yeah. Shape your shit up, David, or tomorrow's the, the last day. Yeah. But also, like you said, without being an asshole, that's the problem. Mm-hmm.
Yeah. You look at these finance guys, assholes. A lot of doctors, assholes. But they're also so used to moving on to the next thing really quick or having too many options. Right. And it's like, you know, if something goes bad, they're just like, okay, I'm done. I'm moving right. on. Um, you know, it's hard to find somebody that's going to commit anymore. I mean, where are these people? I don't get it. Well, when you leave New York as you head to Florida, I don't think that's going to hurt. I no, I know. I think there's going to be a different be pool better. of people. Yeah. They're a little older, more mature, more calm, ready to settle down. Um, and maybe, you know, they're yeah. on their second, you know, active life. I think, it, listen, New York, then... Maybe there's some widows. You'll take <laughs> so it. You'll take, take it. it. <laughs> listen, no, I mean, listen, I, you know, there's that. And then, I mean, my other home is in L.A. That ain't no better. And the thing that my <laughs> other home is in the Hamptons. And the problem with the Hamptons is everybody is fucking married. Now, yeah. they're also cheating and they're not. But the Hamptons is coupled, man. Hmm. The Hamptons is everyone is in a couple. Well, the more good thing with that is everyone's getting uncoupled at some point. Everyone's so. getting uncoupled couples as yeah. they cheat so okay so maybe i'll find someone in the yeah. hamptons and i'll be home and then people can call me a home wrecker no well <laughs> but you could be you know their plan b as they're getting uncoupled they're always looking to get coupled back up so. plan b guys <laughs> um and i do respond and listen i i you know you don't have to have a tons of money slip into the dms and slip into rachel's DMs. she's like i gotta find do i know any straight men for you huh let me think about this okay we have two straight men listening and we have – I don't – there's two straight – every time I say there's no straight man listening to this, I have the same two people say I'm straight. And I listen. I'm like, oh, bravo. Nice. Well, right now we have women listening and gay men. Well, they can follow me. I'm at yeah. uh, Rachel you could tell, NYC. She's really my... she's really pretty, guys. So Thanks. slip – for, for all the straight men out there listening, <laughs> slip into – what is just – if you were to pick someone in the media, like what's your type? Oh, you know, I love like the Jason Bateman type. I okay. love him, I, like that funny, um, you know, all-American kind of guy. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't like too handsome and like, you know, narcissistic asshole. I like the funny husbandy type. Do you know what I mean? I like that. I am all about the Jason Bateman. When you say you don't like too handsome, I mean you did date PK – I'm Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay, but let me explain the thing with PK. Please do. Because the last time you were here, two years ago. You forgot to ask? I didn't ask you this. Okay. And this is a Housewives podcast, and people are probably like, Oh I mean, yeah. I don't know if they know you dated PK, but guys, she dated PK, Paul oh. Kemsley, Dorit's husband. Okay, so. <laughs> Rachel's like, okay, we know who it is. Um, okay, so PK, um, he started as my bot. He when I ran nightclubs in Vegas and New York, he started as my bottle service customer and he would come in from London. He lived in London at the time. And um, he would come in and we were just friends. And he would come in at, with his friends from uh, London and New York and sometimes Dubai or whatever. And he would spend, you know, some money and I would help him, you know, with his clients or whatever. And we developed a friendship over a year. So really, we became really good friends over the course of a year. And I really liked him. And he would always kind of try and date me, but I was never into him. Like, I really liked him as a friend. We, and then we became best friends. So then I started to take him out to Vegas and he became my number one bottle service customer. He was the first bottle service customer in Vegas, no joke, to spend $250,000 on a bottle service. Um, no one at the time had done that. We, I worked at Tao at the time. And <clears throat> he 
he spent all this money. It was a big deal in the bottle service industry, in nightclubs in general. It was the most money anyone had spent on one table in an evening. Um, so then we started to learn what it was like to cultivate a client, to, you know, spend a year befriending somebody, then have them trust you enough that, you know, I could kind of control the room. He wanted to befriend the DJ. He wanted to, we had like a go-go night or something. And he he became one of the judges that night to be able to spend this kind of money, right? And he was throwing out money on the dance floor and he was buying the whole room. I think he ended up buying rounds for everyone in the room and buying everyone at the bar. And um, I think he got a bottle for everyone in in the place. Do you know what I mean? So it was an incredible night. It was super fun. Um, and I really protected him. I wanted to make sure he was safe. I, I cared about him as a person. So we developed a, a completely safe, loving friendship first. So I didn't see him for what he looked like at all. I saw him for a, as a person. And then I don't know what happened. I just like kind of fell in love with him. And then out of nowhere, I was like, I love this guy. So I, then I started dating him long distance. Um, so that's how it happened. And then, you know, we dated on and off back and forth from um, London. And this was when he was divorcing um, his wife at the time, and it was a little bit touch and go because I think that was really hard for him. I mean, I know he had he had some kids from his previous marriage who he was really connected to and really didn't want to leave in, in London. So, um, you know, that was really hard for him. How the hell does PK have $250,000 to throw around on a bottle service? Well, he ended up filing for bankruptcy, I think, after that. Like, not soon after that, but somewhat soon after that. And, you know, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't really know. At the time, you know, he was doing really well. But Well, when you spend $250,000 on, you know, Grey Goose and, and Casa Amigos, and yeah. that would help with your bankruptcy. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a frivolous thing to do, but it got you know at the time that's what a lot of people they were spending in the amounts of eighty thousand, um, forty thousand might have been the range. Two hundred fifty was an incredible amount. Um, the, another time when he came in, he spent four hundred thousand. So that was not the first. That was not the last time he did that. So he he became known as one of our biggest spenders. He in New York, um, I'll. You know, I brought him, I think, to ten June one night for my birthday. He spent seventy five thousand um, in our Manhattan Club uh, marquee. I think he spent, you know, one hundred and twenty five thousand. I mean, he spent over a million dollars in my presence on on alcohol for the club. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I love my drinks. Yeah, but man. Yeah. Why? Yeah, why? I I don't know who he is as a person now and what he does when he goes out. But at that time, who he was, he was taking his friends out. Uh, and doing that. That's... Well, I think now he spends it on Louis Vuitton and Dior and everything else for Miss Dorit Kemsley. Do they do that anymore now that it got stolen? I, From what I've seen on the show, yeah. I think mm. she's just – she keeps going, girl. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Was PK a good kisser? Um, God. I don't want to talk about somebody else's husband as a kisser. Um, yeah, I'm sure, but I loved him, so I thought probably he was. I don't. I don't. I really don't remember, quite frankly. I can't see you guys together. I can't see it. He's a wonderful guy. He really is. He? is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a. He's a very fun. Um, he's an. He's like a gregarious, exciting guy. That when he walks in the room, everything's more exciting that he's that because he's around. 
you know, the intimate stuff is not, you know, his where he's where he performs the best, but his personality is so engaging and wonderful. He's a wonderful guy. Well, that's I, the I do type wish him the marry. best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's wonderful. His friends are all wonderful. He's a good guy. Well, I mean, you're very pretty. Dorit's very pretty. I mean, he pulls. He pulls. So it must be a great personality. He does. And I know some of the other women that he's been with. And even his uh, his ex-wife was a really wonderful, beautiful um, woman. Much different, like more bohemian. But, um, you know, that could ve- be pretty. very beautiful woman. Interesting. Okay, so there you go. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Everyone needs to. I mean, I know you're like, how many episodes? <laughs> it's only going to be two episodes. Okay. Um, everyone needs to listen to Misunderstood with Rachel Yucatel. Thank These you. are like major guests. Thank major you. Guests. Yes, and I have so many more. Um, I would appreciate it. Yeah, you can you can download it on Apple, Spotify, anywhere where you find your podcast. It's also on YouTube, so you can look at it there. But please. Um, Please uh, listen and comment or whatever and tell your friends um, so we can get some advertising dollars. <laughs> we might have Stormy. We have Stormy Daniels coming up. We might have Rudy Giuliani. These are these are the real deals, man. These yeah. are the real deals. You've if already... anyone speaks to Rudy Giuliani, please tell him to DM me. <laughs> please tell him to DM me too. <laughs> and if anyone speaks to Stormy Daniels, uh, my team has tried. We have I have tried. her cell phone number. I would like her. After <laughs> she comes on your podcast, we have tried. She, even has, she was even on... I think the surreal life on VH1. She just did another reality show, and we've even tried. Like we mm. were close at one point. I, I need a manager it. to get me on all these reality shows. How come I, I'm not on them? You could be on all these. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if there's a bully show, a villain show, this rumored villain show on E, Raquel is going to be on these shows. Shouldn't I be on it? I feel I feel like I'm the OG, yes. OG of villains. Aren't you I? are the OG. You you are Raquel. Should call you. Yeah. Raquel should call you and ask how to handle this Yeah, how, how come she's hiring people in crisis management that are just people that don't know what it's like to be in a crisis? She should call me. I think you should go into crisis management. Yeah, I, sh- I really should. Because those people that, that do that for a living have never actually been in a crisis. That That's- would be a good – for me, it's going to be when I'm canceled, if I'm ever canceled, <laughs> I am going to be a producer of other people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. I will do all the questions. I will get you press. Yeah. All this behind-the-scenes stuff good is idea. what I'm going to do. And you don't need to see me. So everyone, when you're ready to cancel me, I'm still going to be on your airways mm-hmm. just behind the scenes. But – doesn't seem like I'm getting canceled anytime soon, Rachel. So here we are. There's going to be a new show tomorrow, guys, because no one wants to cancel me just yet. Everyone listen to Misunderstood with Rachel. You could tell. Thank you so much for this double episode Mm -hmm. and for coming downtown to join us with your presence. Absolutely. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. 
We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.